Welcome to episode 33 of the Wiretap Podcast with Alex and Carlos. What's going on, Carlos? Oh, man, I just finished watching or reading. I'm, I know you just said we ought to wait and hold on on this, bro, but I got to talk about it. I got to say something because I knew we were right. I knew I was right. And it's not yeah. an ego no, I mean, thing. You definitely I'm sorry. called it. You know? I knew it's- something was up. I knew it was a bunch of baloney. And this is why you need to be careful when you invest in. Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Those of you that are strong Robin Hood investors, you've got your money in that brokerage. Let me just say that there is a class action lawsuit for lying. I'll say it again. A class action lawsuit is in place right now for lying as of a couple of, I want to say, I believe if I'm not mistaken. They're uh, calling it, they're calling it now. a crash and the damages to users caused by this crash. So that's what they're classifying it as a crash. But obviously we know that they intentionally stop, you know, the trades. They did. They intentionally stopped the trades. We're going to break this down as quick as possible, Alex, because we got a lot to talk about. It's a jam-packed show, and we're not going to jam it too much because we certainly don't want to make it too long. However, listen, here's a nutshell. You guys remember we talked about what's going on with Robin Hood. You know, they they uh, they saw GameStop. Uh, they saw AMC, uh, uh, multiple uh, pr- uh, private equity stocks. Uh, they were up for sale. Things were going on. Things were good in Reddit. People were rallying. Then all of a sudden, what begins to happen is if you were involved in Robinhood, some of these brokerages, and it wasn't just Robinhood, but Robinhood really, really put their face out there because what happened is people weren't able to trade anymore. And Vlad comes on television, nationwide television, right? During, and this is you know mostly on CNBC, where it's nothing but finance talk, nothing but money stock talk. And he says, no, 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 no. We did not have a problem with liquidity. We were not struggling with liquidity. We did not have- well, that was this the whole reason. Not, he that said was the whole the reason. Yeah. That's the, yeah. Whole, that's the whole reason of the interview, Alex. You're absolutely right, man. He said, we did not stop trading because we didn't have enough cash. If I want to break this down in simple terms, guys, that's what it is. They said that they did not stop traders from trading and buying the stock because they didn't have enough cash. When the reality was there are internal emails from top executives, I'm talking like COO. The COO said, hey, they're going to crucify us. They, of course, found those records on Slack. I don't know who leaked them. I don't know who or what. However, they were found, and that's what the COO said when Vlad said, no, 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 that was not the case. Why? He didn't want to kill the, you know, he he wanted uh, investors to be focused. He wanted investors to feel positive and good about their brokerage and blah, blah, blah. They had liquidity issues, right? Of course, he picked it back up a couple of days later. Actually, a couple, if I'm not mistaken, it was like the next day he was able to find cash and then allowed people all of a sudden to do it again. Why? Because they did not have enough cash to cover their spread. They were spread too thin. They didn't have it. They couldn't pay. They could not meet their regulatory deposit, right? So Mm -hmm. now the response is, oh, by the way, yeah, we're getting sued. Yeah, this lawsuit is happening. And yes, you're right. We didn't have any cash. Bum, bum, bum. And I called it. I called it. I knew it was a lie. I could see right... 
Why would you do that? And then your response is to protect traders. Ain't nobody protecting anybody. This is the stock market, right? Invest at your own risk, right? Mm -hmm. Invest mm -hmm. at your own risk. No matter what you do, no matter what you jump in, the reality is that when you invest, you jump into the market, whether it's private or public equity, there is a risk, ladies and gentlemen, right? And with that being said, this is a result of what happened with Robinhood. And I knew, you know, it, I knew it, I knew it. Sorry. I was going to say, you know what's interesting, though? It's like, with, even with all these news, I don't know why you people know how much are not. Money like, people could have gained because of this, Alex? I'm so sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I mean, people could have made moment, a lot of a money. It's a short-term buy. It's not a long-term hold, right? Because they're no. struggling as it is. There's a problem right now with GameStop, but anyway. Yeah, no, for for sure. I mean, it's a dying, it's a dying company. I mean, if you unless they manage to do it a different way, I don't see yeah, how they, you know, even look at look at what's going on with the brick and mortars uh, out there. Yeah, Everybody, Disney, there. Disney closed at one of the most popular malls in Georgia. You know, they they closed. They, a lot of these famous big stores they're going e-commerce, right? Because that's what the demand is going. And, right. and I get it. We all want to go and just look at it, hold it, and then buy it. But, you know, the market, yep. yeah, but the market is doing something else. And what's going on with with uh, Robinhood is a lot of people could have made money off of that. And they stopped them, whatever the reason is. But what I wanted to point out is, so the stock, when it opened, what did it open at? 34, 35, somewhere around there? What and then today? No, 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 I'm just saying when it, when it went public, right? It opened uh... around $34. I think so. Let's look it, it shot up to like 70 at one point and they were this. like, yeah, and, they opened that. Huh? Yeah. They opened at 35 bucks. Yep. Yeah. 35. So they're then stuck it shot at 44. Up. Yep. Yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. So they, they jumped up to 70, you know, and then of course they trickled down and right now they're at 4491, but I don't understand how people are not jumping off of that. You know, they're losing, you know, people are investing in their app. I don't know how you don't go to a different app. I don't know what he just go to a different brokerage, right? That's it's not what even that's an what app issue. To. It's not a, it's not an app issue, right? It's a platform usage, right? No, if that's what I meant. Like the, the brokerage, cash, like yeah. Webull or 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 like E-Trade you know or what? something I hate else. To say this. I hate to say this, but Webull may not have the capital, right? Yeah, I mean, the, true. Webull may not even have the capital because they're so new, right? You want to go to mm -hmm. someone you can trust, right? Uh, that has potential of being the next bank, right? TD Ameritrade, bro, they got enough cash. They've got enough enough mm -hmm. assets to liquidate, right? You got that? Yeah. Right? You got E-Trade. Mm -hmm. E-Trade is a fantastic, that's my personal one, right? Yeah, that's it. what I use as well. Great. I mean, right? So, you know, I, I struggle with the fact, I mean, look, look at GameStop, just an example. GameStop today closed at a, as a, at a 3%, dropped 3%. Robinhood dropped 2%. It's going to get lower, right? If people realize what is going on, here's the problem, that some of our investor friends out there, right? Some of our investors who are involved in Robinhood, they don't understand the finance world, right? And they see this and they're like, oh, it's okay. Oh, it's fine. I, they got it fixed, right? They're working on it. If that is what your brokerage is going to do and lie to you, what else do you think could come out of this? Yeah, I mean, Let's I just, just don't honest. think that, yeah. I just don't think it's a, it's, it's almost like that president, you know, from whatever, what was it? Um, what was that app you told me to research or the documentary? It was like we move or, or something. Oh, we work. Yeah. We work. It's almost yeah, like, man. it's almost kind of like Absolutely. that CEO, right? Absolutely. It's just kind of shady, not, not really trustable. 
is kind of the same scenario that you got going on with Robinhood, right, right. in Not my opinion. Not trustworthy at all, man. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So anyway, look, Alex, I just wanted to bring that up because not because again i not because i was right but you got to know about this stuff right listen i've always been the kind of individual where i see it i can identify it i know i got a gift for it i know what i'm talking about but i'm telling you right now this is not the end of robin hood guys this is not the end of robin hood what i'm saying is they've got to they've got to break through this right they've got to break through it. they got to figure out what they can pull up next to figure it out Right. I'm sure so, I'm sure they'll probably eventually make a movie about it. Right. Because um, it was pretty interesting oh, of what's going yeah, on the Wall Street I mean, or a miniseries or something. Absolutely. But talking about shady bets. people, Carlos, and, and, you know, what to look for for non shady people. What do you look for in a mentor? Like what is what is things you need that a you mentor can during these situations? Yeah, right. No, for sure. It's like so that's why I'm curious to see, like, what are you looking in for a mentor or what should our listeners be looking if they want to get someone to kind of help them along the way, not just necessarily right, in right, stocks, right. but just right. in everyday different situations. Understanding, right? Understanding the the decisions that that you're about to make, you know, sometimes. And here's the problem, right? I, I don't think this is a cultural thing at all, Alex. I think it might be an age piece. I don't know. I'm not trying to jump into ageism, but we've got to understand the value. And I'm going to say this uh, We've got to understand the value of a mentor, right? Mm -hmm. We've got to understand the value of speaking with others, right? Just conversation of those individuals who've been there before. Sometimes some of you, and I'm not going to say that all of us, right? But some of you that are listening right now have a mentor that would be fantastic in your life if you did not see mentorship as a weakness, Right. Some of you may be like, oh, well, you know, he's only a couple of years older than me or or ah, I know who he is. I've been there. Listen, I'm telling you right now, some of you may have the best mentor right under your noses and you have no idea the kind of asset that sits in front of you. Right. Right. So back to your question, Alex, I will say in these situations, in any situations, I think it's important. I think it's 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 incredibly important uh, to have someone that you can connect with, share ideas, right? Share your vision, break it down, you know, and analyze it, assess it, that you can have a second voice, right? You don't necessarily have to agree with that individual. Would you agree with me, Alex? Dude, yeah, I don't think you necessarily have to agree, but no, no, you can, you but, can, you're looking at someone that has expertise that you don't have. I mean, that's really what right, a mentor right, is. Right, is right, I don't right. know if I don't know something is like, I, I look for other people to advise or people who have the experience, right? So the expertise Absolutely. levels that I don't have. And I think if you're very prideful, maybe you're yeah. one of those, one of those people that, uh, what, what are you doing with your mic over there? <laughs> Anyways, going back. So, no, I think that's what, that's what you put the cover on it, man. Give me an opportunity. Cause I was like, I'm going to end up spitting on this. I'm going to put my cover back on since I changed it out. Hopefully the volume didn't change on it. Anyway. Uh -huh. It did a little Sorry, bit, man. but it's all right. It's okay. It's, it's right. okay. It's all right. I get passionate again and go through it, Alex. All right, go ahead. Man. You, you, you'll manage, but no, but that's what we look for. I mean, that's what a mentor is. You're looking for expertise or something like that. And it, the way you approach a mentor, you got to make sure that you're not always like, Hey, give me, give me, give me, give me. Right. right. You got to right, offer right. you something. It's like, Hey, I want to, I'll get you your coffee. I'll do this. I'll be basically your secretary to, in order for you to teach me so I can learn from you. I mean, in a way it depends on what 
what you're looking to I don't think mentor. there's anything wrong with that, right? If you're looking for a mentor on Make that be level, welding. like in a like in a print like an apprentice, an right? apprentice, yeah, an apprentice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's- if you're looking for something like that, but I'm talking like my type of mentorship is the kind that I run to when I I feel like okay, I'm torn, right? Example. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a brand new investor. I want to jump into uh, uh, Robinhood. I'm, I'm sorry. I want to invest in the stock market. And I think the best platform is Robinhood, but they've got all these issues. Uh, who do I talk to about this? Right. Get you a mentor. If you're not going to pay somebody, get you a mentor, someone who knows a little bit more than you. Right. Sometimes it's okay to pay for a mentor. I hate to say that. Right. Um, no, dude, because it, it matters. You, know, you right? have to. And you and here's the other part. Here's here's one of the things. I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more and and really flesh it out. But Forbes magazine came out with a with an article that talked about mentorship. Right? What do you need to look for? Like, what do you do when you're choosing a mentor? And I know they talk about compatibility. Uh, I do. I I know that's mm-hmm. one of the biggest thing that they talk about is compatibility. That you're compatible. Let me also say this. Don't be afraid to not be compatible. Exactly. I was about to say because. It's not a long term, right? Your mentor is not going to be there. Yes, there is mentors that are going to be there for your lifetime if that's the relationship you guys build. But sometimes you got mentors that are not, you're not going to be compatible, but you're trying to uh, absorb their expertise of something that right, you're right. interested in. So it's, it's short term. So in the short term, you're not going to be compatible and it's okay not to be. It's okay. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I do. I truly agree. And here's the thing. Not only, you know, do you need to think about those things, but I would also say to you, hey, make sure it's nobody who's going to tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Right. We're so we want that, you know, opportunity. People to tell us we're doing a great job uh, that we want people to pat us on the back. I don't know about you. When I look at my Enneagram, my number three tells me that that I enjoy people tell me that I'm doing a great job. Right. I don't want someone as a mentor to say to me, I'm doing a great job. I want you to call me out on my mess, right? I want you to say something to me when it's just not working, right? When If I don't see it yet, jump in and tell me, right? This is why I need you as my mentor, right? To help me make better decisions as I navigate through life, as I navigate through my career, as I, I'll tell you right now, I've got a mentor. Uh, this guy is, is, a, is a really nice gentleman, a really great guy. Uh, worked 20, 22 years, I believe it is, uh, with ExxonMobil. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how in the world I was able to meet this individual, especially with an ExxonMobil. This guy, and is an, this is an, ex, an ExxonMobil exec, right? Yeah. Um, and does incredibly well for himself. Uh, but that's who I run to. When I, when I need something, when I'm concerned, when I'm worried, I don't bring in anybody else into my life. I bring in him, him only. I hate to say that, right? Uh, I, I, because you want to bring other people in your life, but this individual, when it comes to business, is just the brain of wealth, right? Not only is he wealthy, like very wealthy, I'm talking like a brain of wealth that I'm going to run this by. It's, and and we'll tell me like level, it is, Alex. Huh? Dude, it's just his level of expertise. Right? Absolutely. That's and here's the thing I'm not in the petroleum world, right? I'm not in the oil business. Right? No, I'm but, not in no. that. But it doesn't really matter because all right, business right, sectors right, exactly. operate Bingo. in a similar way. You know, Bingo. it doesn't Bingo. matter what field you're on. I think we can all learn from whatever field it is. And another thing is you got to make sure you can trust this mentor. Absolutely. I mean, trust is a, is a critical, just like anything. You got to be able to that the mentor is you're trusting that he's telling you exactly what you don't want to hear. Right, right? right. Or sometimes right. what you want to hear, because yeah. 
if you're if you're doing something correct, you want to you want to trust them. Hey, this guy tells me when I'm wrong, but he also tells me when I'm correct. Right. And, and right. that and I think that's critical, man. I think you got to make sure you can trust your your mentor. If not, I mean, there's no point. But one of the biggest things in mentoring or in, in, in just mentorship in general is you have to understand, right? You, if you're seeking it, you've got to go for it, right? You've got to seek it out, number one. You've got to understand that this is a, a give, right? A gift and receive, right? You've got to be able to understand that you have to initiate this, right? You can't expect on them because you called them you called on them to be your mentor, right? So you have to be ready to understand that you have to be open. You've got to be transparent. You can't hide anything. You can't pull anything back. It is what it is, right? So you, you've got to make sure I've that always, you are the one that's giving. I've always said it. Like if there was a particular, maybe back in the days, this is the, and for your young listeners out there, that, oh, you young whippersnappers! Listen, you know they they're in a different position where you can you can have a little bit more to risk. Not somebody that's got like a wife and kids and stuff like that, where you're kind of young in the scene. It's like, dude, if I'm interested in a sector, I don't mind going up and be like, dude, I'll work for free for a couple months here. Just I want to yeah. learn from you. I want to get gain expertise, and I'll do whatever you need me to do. Um, if that's grabbing your coffee, I'll grab your coffee. If you, if you know, because I want to learn. Right. And sometimes you'd be surprised. Maybe you wanted to go into this company, but you go in there working for free as an apprentice. And then eventually they see the potential and they'll be like, you know what? We would like to actually offer you a job here. Right. By the way, Alex, do you, do you have a mentor? Or do you have mentor like people that you see them as mentors that you only just connect with on a certain level? And then, yeah, you're done with it. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. So there is people that have more expertise on a certain level that I tap into them and they're there to kind of guide me along the ways on certain sectors. So I'll tap into them and I take their inputs, but I've always been a person that doesn't like to rely a lot on other people. Um, And not necessarily that. Yeah. (laughs) But, but the thing is because Sometimes, you know, I can't wait for an answer. And some, most of the time, and, and you know this, Carlos, you got to take decisions quickly. And if some people you are do. dragging their feet, you they, they they're dragging their feet and I need to make a decision quick. Sometimes I can't wait. So I have to go dig for that information and go explore and read and do this and do that in order for me to come. But no, there is people that I tap into. I mean, sometimes I tap into you, right? Because you, you got different different knowledge oh, or man. different expertise levels. I'm honored, Alex. Yeah, I mean, shout out to you, right? But I mean, but I tap into a lot of different people for different reasons. That's what I'm saying. I think you see these. I think the way you are, and I and I see the way you function, is you see different individuals as mentor like, right? They're not Mm -hmm. your dedicated mentor. They're mentor like, right? When you need them, you call on them, and then yeah, okay, I'm got to move on to the next thing. And if I need you, I'll call back on you. Which is nothing wrong with that, because here's the thing: mentorship is the ability to understand that I can't do this alone. And, but you know what? They do that as me as well. So that, I think which is I, a good, I, exactly, exactly, exactly. I was going to say, because the way you, you, know, you say is like, not mine. no, but example, like, yeah, but like the way you frame it is like, well, I only tap into them when, no, but when they need to tap into me, I'm also, I, I want to say I'm a mentor for a lot of my coworkers that are like, um, that are in a different section yeah, than where yeah. I'm doing but I'm able to offer my expertise level. So I'm definitely mm. in the mentorship role 
where I have to mentor other young young people and teach them the the ways. Oh, oh you know. Oh, look at I you. do the, the Obi Obi Wan Kenobi. I teach him the way. You're teaching the way. Hey guys, I want to teach you the way today. The force is with you. Gather the force is strong. <laughs> no, that's good. No, but that's good. See, for me, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I completely agree. I have people who, uh, who have asked me to mentor them. I, and I get that. But here's, here's the problem with me, is I'm so used to, and, and this is a, this is a weird. I mean, you're a mentor too. Yeah, no, no, you know I know that, but you yeah, mentor yeah, a no, lot of I, people. No, I do, I do, and I do that on a business level and also on a personal level. That's what I was what referring to. Is, yeah, 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 and and what happens is, uh, at some point, what think about a cup, right? A cup is full, right? Mm-hmm. And the the more I mentor, the more I give of myself, right? I'm 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 leaking, right? I'm pouring out, and I need I need to be refilled too, right? I need to mm-hmm. fill my cup as well, and that's where I as as an individual. I've, I've got to refill. Right. And that's why for me, it's important to have a dedicated mentor that I could really use uh, their professionalism, their, their approach and things uh, to really grasp and say, Hey, thanks for filling my cup today. Cause I really needed that because I just poured myself on, you know, these individuals and I really needed to seek that out. Right. So uh, for me, it is, incre- it is incredibly important, Alex, that, that anyone who is listening, find a mentor, right. Here's, here's some four quick ways, right? Forbes, as, as they say it is, you know, find someone you can trust, find someone who has expertise, find someone that you can contrast with, and also find someone that you're compatible with. I think those are strong. I really do. I think they're great. However, don't forget that there is a piece there that also uh, really matters on what is my end goal with my mentor, right? Ask yourself, like, are they strictly dedicated in every aspect in my life, right? Or am I going to this mentor professionally? Or am I going to and this sometimes, mentor? Yeah. I, w- I would just like, uh, you know, and sometimes it's okay to change, my, you know, mentors. Sometimes a mentor could come into your life and just like anything else and teach you certain things. And they, I, they get to a certain level and they get stagnant. You got to be able to go as like, okay, I got to this level. I need to pick another mentor that's going to take me to the next stage because we're all growing. I mean, I think we are learning. We, we, we adapt to certain situations and we always want to learn more. If people get stagnant with the same, you know, scenarios, I mean, you don't grow. I, that, that's just, I think you need to look for other people at certain points because like you just said, not everybody's going to fill up your, your cup. Some people are going to fill up this portion of it and the other people are going to fill up the other portion of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, no, no. I, I completely, totally, completely agree, Alex. And, and again, I go back to those of you that are listening, no matter where uh, in the world you're, you're located. Uh, look, mentoring is important. And I think it truly does matter, Alex. That's just so, me. So uh, Carlos, so, I don't know if you've been me. keeping up with, with the news lately, but man, this um, chip shortage is, is crazy because <laughs> It's it's not and it's not even chip. It's everything now. It's right, like, right. It, it's not even cars. Is, let me let me go back by saying the stuff is there, but there's no workers to get it out of the ground or cut the wood or do this. And then once they once mm-hmm. there's people that actually get it out, there's no no one to haul it. Then it takes a long time to get to the manufacturing or whatever the case may be, and then it takes a, a lot of time to get that into the production once they complete the production there's shortage of people to put it into the cargoes or trucks or distribution to get it out to to the distributions 
and then get it out to the public. And, you know, we're big Formula One fans and everything. You know, Rolex is is a major sponsor of Formula One. Ooh. And it's a it's a privately held company. Yeah, man. And they normally don't do a lot of communications. Mm-mm. And you're a big time watch guy too. So, you know. I am. Did you see the yeah. news? I did, man. Go ahead and tell uh, us what the news there's, is. Uh, there's apparently a shortage. This is crazy. There is a, a Rolex who really doesn't put out much communication, as you just mentioned, yeah. Alex. A watch company, right? How much How much of a communication can a watch company put out outside of, hey, we got a new model, right? Or, hey, we're And, and, the, and they do less than somewhere. other ones because they're more yeah, private yeah. and they got an established brand, right? Absolutely. They don't, so need, they don't need to, to. market themselves, right? They don't really need to unless i don't know maybe they're they're looking for new market acquisition opportunities i don't know but what i will say is that this is a statement that's put out now some people are saying it's a tactic some people are saying this is marketing 101 at its best it's not. but i'm but i'm going to say that the reality is whether it is or not it's pretty pretty interesting because there is a shortage of Rolex production right now. Like, according to mm-hmm. what they're saying, right? According uh, to what the Swiss brand is putting out there, right? Uh, which is, uh, we all know Rolex, right? You, if you don't know who Rolex is, uh, you might be living under a rock. I hate to say that. But the company was very simple and they were very honest and they just said, look, the reality is we're short on staff, right? We're short on staff. We've got the materials that we need but we just don't have the hands, right? This isn't a machine, right? This isn't a machine that's putting these watches together. Yeah, they right? do everything this by is, hand yeah. in-house in Switzerland. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what that's what a lot of these, right, luxury watch companies uh, really pride themselves on, right? Focusing mm-hmm. on that handmade, that quality, that, that, that's that what drives specific the price observation. Up. Yeah, again, I get it. Yeah, no, no. But here's what I will say, Alex. Despite this shortage, despite this mess that's, you know, this pandemic that we're still in that's causing, you know, supply issues and and creating a higher demand, but there's no inventory to keep up with that demand, right? Uh, What I will say, right, what I will say, it's comparing to the sneaker market in in certain ways, right? Uh, But I will also say that this is a fantastic opportunity for the reseller. Right. Oh, you got a exactly. Daytona, right? You got a Daytona sitting in your uh, drawer. Hey, this could be the time for you, right? I- I'm just saying that now. Now, this is just Rolex, uh, not anyone else. I'm a big Hublot fan. Uh, I'm a big AP fan. Oh my gosh, I love AP. No, but it's um, also affecting like Patek Philip. Like it is. Brand. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is. Everyone I mean, is it's getting a- hit. Look, so I deal a lot with the technology sector and in a lot of the stuff that we, you know, that we uh, go out through our customers is technology based. It's all chips and it's all boards and it's all circuitry. We're getting from manufacturers. I mean, the delays and the shortage is so is so crazy, man. It is so crazy that um, that we don't even know the delays could be right. The delays could be huge, man. Right, right. No. And again, I go back to this supply and demand is at an all time high. And I mean, they're being incredibly honest and saying, look, this is just the reality of where we're at. If you're looking for a Rolex, find a Rolex dealer because they control how much supply they've got. 
If they have enough demand, they may be low on these shortages. Uh, again, I go back to they pride themselves on handmade. They handle with extreme All this care. does is driving is driving the price. It's gonna drive the price. It's up. gonna drive the price. Absolutely. Wow. Oh my gosh. And that look, this is why they're saying this is marketing 101 at its best, right? I mean, I mean look, let's is, be honest. But it's a reality. Let's go to the purse market. Let's go to the purse market. Chanel, oh, yeah. Louis Vuitton went up seven percent this year. Seven percent, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. right off the bat. Seven mm-hmm. percent. We both yeah. understand that, right? We both understand mm-hmm. that. We're both consumers. We understand it, right? Seven percent. You think the watch industry, which is a luxury brand, is going to stay in the back? Heck yeah. no, right? Because now they've got to pay employees a lot more, right? If my barbecue joint is offering, as I said last episode, if a barbecue joint down the street from me, right, in the part of the world that I live in is offering a $2,000 incentive just for you to come in and be the waiter or the waitress in the restaurant, do you think these guys don't have to offer more incentives? Do you think these guys may not have to offer more in their benefit package, right? Their comp package has probably gotten a whole lot better as well. But this does create, right, this does create an inflation and opportunity for them. A hundred percent. So, I mean, we talked about that it was in the groceries and and, and everything. So how are we not going to expect the luxury brands to start raising up the prices? I mean, it's just common sense. It's going to happen. Absolutely. 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 And this is why it's important, you know, that the little that you want to put aside and, and start putting into investments and stuff like that, where your money can grow because we're losing power in our dollar. I mean, everybody knows that. Yeah. You're you're right, Alex. No, no, no. You, it, inflation is 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 killing the dollar, killing the value of the dollar. But outside of all that, everything is getting hurt. I think I think I'm going to say this, and then I know we've got to move on. I think this housing boom that we're in, I think this it's creating an oversaturation in the market, and I think it's going to collapse. I think there is just way too much concentration, and there is a concentration risk that's falling in line with this housing market. This boom is outrageous. It's getting just completely out of hand that you watch, Alex. You watch. I'm not a predictionist, right? I don't have all the graphs, but I'm telling you, there is there is just an incredible amount of saturation in the housing market. Uh, that I think we're just, there's so much concentration risk, if you ask me, but I'm going to leave it at that. But I did, I did want to bring that up because, uh, you know, we talked about food and the price and, and, and the cost of inflation, what, what it's created just in what we're buying and what we consume as, as people, what we eat food. And now if you're a luxury brand kind of guy or gal, uh, you're going to see that uh, it's just a matter of time before Rolex goes up, right? You can get a, look, you can get a used Rolex, Rolex for about 2,500. Right off the bat, you can get it for twenty five hundred. It's not going to be the best, right? But it's going to be a used Rolex, and you could, hey, you can floss it. You can look what I got, right? I got that Roly Roly. Mm-hmm. I get it, right? But got now, what's going to happen yeah. with that? With that increase, that twenty five hundred dollar watch is probably, I mean, in the used market, maybe thirty, right? Thirty one hundred at the most, uh, mm-hmm. and it's and it's probably you know a smaller bezel, smaller diameter. But guess what? You carrying that Roly, right? So again, I go back and I say. Just be prepared, guys, because this is something that just happened today, and I and I think it's important for us to recognize that. No, I mean, I think. But here's the thing: if you own a Rolex, right, and you're looking to liquidate it, this is a great opportunity, as we heard PJ talk a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, and I mean, you can always look sell it now and then hold it, and then eventually, if the prices do come down, but there's always that risk that people get too comfortable and it's like, no, people are paying this. Why are we going to drop our prices? Right, right, right. But 
let's just say the prices do come down, you can maybe buy a new Rolex. Hey, or get you hey, or get I, you a better one if the prices come down. Right, right. Hey, if that's the case, if you want to upgrade, because again, it's going to keep its worth, right? It's going to keep its value. Again, I would say search around and find the best deal that you can, right? And try to drop it down as low as you can. Then I'll go ahead and flip it, right? You flip it, make a couple hundred bucks and keep going and keep going. That's just the way, you know, we all know I mean, this, I think right? that's, that's the ability yeah, to flip I think your assets. Yeah, I think that's one of the, well, when you were just mentioning PJ, that's one of his like, you know, how to elevate from watch to watch to watch eventually you right, start, you right, start right, playing right, with right. the big big dollar watches but it's right yeah it takes some time to get there i, I it does the it does I, that's right if you don't have the influx of cash then you know you got to start somewhere but hey again we go up to we're here to provide you information we're here to give you advice uh in 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 and in this particular opportunity i would say alex if you are into the luxury brand right if you're into luxury watches Hey, find the best deal, go to a pawn shop and see what you can sell it for and haggle uh, the pawn shop, make your money and take off and flip it, right? If that's what you're looking for, right? You can go online, you can go on eBay, just make sure they're authentic, make sure you get the authentication piece and you're on the way. Easy as that. Yeah, no, for sure. But and you know, what? yeah, go ahead, man. No, I was just going to say, are you done with that or what? You still... Dude, I'm done. I just, I really, I really wanted our <laughs> listeners. I'm serious. No, I really you're good. wanted our listeners to, to really- I didn't want to cut you off. That's right all. Now. No, no, I didn't mean to. Okay, because I was gonna. Because ask here's you, the thing. Like, because here's the thing. It's it's all about learning, right? It's all about investing in yourself, don't you think? Yeah, correct. And and, and so so what are some of the ways you look into investing yourself? Man, listen. Uh, uh, I don't even know how to, where to start, man. I I I am a I am a sucker. I think about Nelly the song. I'm a sucker for corn rolls and manicured toes. And the Capri pants. No, no, no. Listen, I am a sucker. I really am. I am a sucker, Alex, for uh, just learning. Right. I am a sucker. If I can learn something new every single day, I'm happy. I'm satisfied. I'm all for it. Can you not do that with the microphone again? Uh, and that's I don't know what it is about you and that microphone in your eye, dude. I, don't, I really don't know. What it is. I think it's like your comfort zone. I don't know what it is. No. Man. It's awkward. But anyway, listen. It's just, so, it's just soft. <laughs> it's just soft. <laughs> listen, so I'm going to say, bro, I'm going to say right now that uh, one of the ways that I invest in myself is, have you ever heard of Masterclass? You ever heard of Masterclass? Yes. Dude, it's $185 a year. Jump For on it. For a bunch it. of classes? For a but listen, you want so to been this close. Jump so on listen, board. Right? I've been I've been so close to pulling the trigger because yeah, I feel like there's a lot of things you can learn cooking, um, just yeah, uh yeah. tactics, um, right, like from different right. experts. Like uh, so I think that there's definitely a value in that. I just yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't decided to pull the trigger, but maybe I need to throw some money into that because th there's different ways you can invest in yourself by reading books, you know, listening to educational even tiktoks there's some people that talk about investments and stuff but obviously proceed with caution because it could just be anybody you know just talking and saying stuff that's not holds any value but, but here's the thing it's people are, are top quality people right top yeah that's now what listen, i'm saying there is people listen, that do yeah, know top they're quality. experts but here's here's what i am gonna say to you alex it's not like you can't find maybe not that specific role on YouTube, but you can learn things from YouTube as well. No, right? for sure. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Like yeah, you got yeah, yeah. YouTube, you have TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, right? and it's like, but dude, I mean, 180 bucks, it's not that bad. It's just making sure that there is value. And if you, if you say that there's value in that, 
I don't see why not. You it's know, great, I can Alex. Spend it on really it. is. Yeah. It's great. Now, listen, I also take classes, right? I also take, uh, I also take classes to continue my education. Luckily, I was able to get on a, on some Stanford courses that I am, mm-hmm. I am blessed uh, to be able to do that. Um, I, I never thought I'd have that ability, and and I'm incredibly grateful. But what's wrong with adding to my to my own right to my own library what's what's wrong with me adding additional folders in my mental cabinet right uh there's nothing wrong with that right so yeah. i would say to anyone is listening pour into yourself spend money in yourself i you know if i meet a 20 year old right that says to me hey man i got five thousand dollars where do i need to throw my money into um can i be honest spend a thousand bucks on yourself what do you mean? Uh, do I need to go buy? No, 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 no. Uh, learn something. Go learn yeah. something, right? Spend a yeah. thousand bucks. Get you a consultant. Get you a financial advisor. Learn the world, right? Learn the world that you live in. It's more specifically, learn the world that you're trying to get into, right? Pay, there's easy, you can pay somebody. People will do anything for money, especially for you to take their knowledge, right? And pour it into you, right? It's especially like- if it's somebody that you trust, right? It's like people, there's a lot of people that want to learn how to do edits and how to do videos and stuff like that. Well, invest in some courses that teach you about Adobe Premiere, that teach you, you know, Final Cut Pro, that teach you like how to cut, like get some books and they'll teach you. I mean, there's all kinds of information. That's what I do is like I learn. And guess what? When I'm trying to edit some of these videos or or even before when I used to do different Call of Duty videos and some other stuff, it's like, dude, I would just jump on YouTube and like, how do you do this? There's tons of information of people that are tons done of it, knowledge. it, yeah, it yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can always learn learn how to do something learn how to do it correctly and then you move on to the next little thing and then you that's how you become a subject matter expert on something by learning right, all the right. little details eventually until you fill that mental cabinet and then you're there but it yeah, takes yeah. one step at a time if you don't take that first step you're never going to get there and that's and that's and this is where I go back to. This is where my salesman and, and we're not sponsored by Masterclass in any kind of way. But Alex, what I would say. But if to you do, is, hit us up. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you do, hit us up. But I will say to this, Alex, uh, to you directly. That'll be a great sponsor. Wh- by the how, way, how it would. Oh my gosh. Uh, I will say this. What what is hurting you in not doing it? Right. How is it? How is it going to hurt you if you purchase it? Dude? Just be how do you how do you it's increase not- your value for a company that you're at? Learn more. It's all about how the value that you bring to the table because we all work the same amount of time, even unless you all get the same amount income. of hours in the day. Yeah, unless right. you're doing passive income. But other than that, it's like you're putting your time for money, or it's a, and we're all doing the same hours. Some of us are doing a little bit more, but right. they just take that eight to five. Right. So right. how do you increase that by increasing your knowledge and being more valuable? So the company is able to give you more money for doing a different role that needs more, more knowledge. Right. Simple as increase that. Increase your value. Absolutely. And listen, and it's not just, listen, it is not always a money thing. I'm, I hope everyone who's listening is in that, man, these guys are all about money. No, 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 no. It is about money. It is always about money. Let's just get that out there. Right. Let's just be honest. The world revolves around money, right? Let's, let's mm-hmm. just be flat out. But here's what I will say. It's not everything, right? It's not everything. It's just a piece to get there, right? It's just a vehicle. Don't treat it as this holy grail, right? It's just a vehicle to get you to where you're going. But my point to that is if you can allocate some kind of asset, you can allocate and generate some kind of revenue so you can grow as an individual and 
increase your own value for the sake of yourself, not just the third party. Hey, jump on it, guys. Right. So if anything, I would say, I think masterclass is great. If you well, want to do back, a continuing education wanna, course like I do, go for it. And it's like, I just want to point out that you just hit it, you know, also that you said it's not all about the money and it's not because you may have a good job. You may have a good pay, you know, but you want to learn a different something that you're passionate about. Say it's photography, say it's video editing. Maybe you're not looking to get paid, but you right. it's something that fulfills your soul. And why not learn and become better at it? So you, who knows, maybe it can lead to your own side gig and then your side gig becomes your gig, you know? But right, if you don't right, ever take right. the steps to like, oh, I really love photography, but don't really invest in time to really learn it, then, you know, you're never going to be there. Absolutely. No, 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 Alex. I, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head when it, when it comes to just do it. What are you waiting mm -hmm. for? Right. So, so the reason I wanted to talk about this is because we always talk about investing in ourselves. Well, I, I would say this is the opportunity where not only do you uh, talk about investing in yourself, I would say to you, how do you invest in yourself? Well, here's how you would do it. Here's how I would encourage you. And guess what? Here's, here's what I'm also going to bring it back to. That mentorship we talked about in the beginning, that's investing in yourself. Correct. That full is circle. investing in yourself. A full circle, right? Get that full wraparound service, right? You want a buffet? You want a buffet of options? That's part of the buffet, right? That mentorship is also about investing in yourself. So listen, speaking of money, speaking of investment, what is up with Formula One right now, man? I heard, was it Shoemaker jumped on board today? Is that the, the well, big announcement today? Well, I don't, okay, first of all, I want to know where you're going with this because <laughs> everybody knows i'm a big formula one fan so it's like i can always talk about any anything that has to do with the sport but where are you going with uh what's your subject here like On what formula are you interested one? in i want to yeah. know listen here's here's what i'm jumping there's been so much that's been happening in Formula One lately, especially with these renewals and who's jumping on what team. This is during like this is the time right now where things are slowly being released. Right. This is where oh. you're starting to hear the hot, sexy secrets of the of the Formula One game. So this two billion dollar industry, Alex, as this is just a quick question. I, I'm, I just wanted to get your take on it. Where do you see this thing going, man? Do you okay, because they so, said that 12 look, years ago, the team that Formula One had, all of them, like they were at the pinnacle of Formula One. Right now, where is it going with Hamilton winning and winning and winning and winning? So look, I so is I it think, a car issue that they need to change? Is it a no, they are that needs to no, be so changed? so so uh, look, a lot of people in that, uh, even even uh, you know. Uh, I was doing my hydro, you know, exercise and stuff. And the lady that was talking, I was like, hey, I recently just started watching Formula One and I am addicted. I've, I'm becoming such a fan of the sport. Yeah. So yeah. I think you're getting a lot of new people into the sport because mm -hmm. here's what they're the previous owners or the previous CEOs or the previous management company was not doing was not being accessible to the public. They were right. not good on social right. media. They were right. old school. Think about a, right. your old CEO right. that is old school and doesn't know how to. Well, it's coming from a country that still believes in the queen, right? No, no, no. But, you know, that's the origination, media, right? Yeah, but correct. But Liberty Media that owns or does the management of Formula One is 
became more, it took his drivers and it made it more accessible to the media. It's mandatory for the drivers to speak to the media and know this. They made the drivers more accessible. You got the show on Netflix that's showing you a different side of the background into the lives of, even though we, like real fans like myself and stuff that right. able to see through the through all the drama you're looking at uh, at uh like news outlets and articles and stuff like that and you're getting the whole thing but it's good to see netflix put it all together for you mm. and instead mm. of you doing all the research like that's what netflix does so it's bringing eyeballs to the scene through netflix show drivers being accessible media instagram posts so I think it's pushing it more and more and more out there to the public. That's like, huh, this is super interesting. Right, wow, right. this sport is like, what's going on? And then you start investing into into Hamilton, into Max, and what's going on with Sergio and Gasly. And Gasly, like, they don't give me the opportunity, always trying to shade the other right, driver. Right, and then, right, right, right. And then the, so there's like all this kind of drama behind the scenes. And then you got like, and I love this, what they introduced also, Carlos, is they introduce when the principals are talking to the FIA or to the governing body at during the race, where it says Absolutely. like, like, hey, I don't it, 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 know. And it makes it interesting because now we're getting into like the principles, like, hey, I don't think that was right. I Look, why are we being investigated? He did nothing wrong. What's going on? You got to give us a chance. Like those conversations make it more interesting, like, huh? Because they're playing two different races in the one's in the field in, in the racetrack and the other one is in the garage. And mm. it's so interesting. Absolutely. No, no, so I, I love I think, it. I love it. And what happens when you, you think it's over- so so do you think it's it's creating there is a growth spurt that this two billion dollar industry is going through right now? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's increasing daily by more and more eyeballs. And more everything that's happening, and of course, COVID didn't help. You know, it didn't help no, at all. No, 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 but, no, not at all. But I think the more eyeballs you bring to the scene, what does that do for the dollars? More sponsorship, I mean, you would, right? Absolutely. Everything, Absolutely. everything is going to increase. Now, the car is changing for 2022, and this new regulations, new everything, new total car is going to be new for everything, and we'll see where Mercedes stands because they may not come out as the dominant car. It's happened before. It happened to Red Bull. So what What I did read on that, give me your top reason why you, what is the thing that you're like, oh, this is going to change things. This is going to revolutionize it, in my opinion. I think the tire piece is going to play a role. Yeah, they, they're changing the wheel size. And I think the new yep. wheel size yep. is like, is like, oh, and you're putting me on the spot because I haven't thought about the new regulations, but like yeah. they're changing the wheel size. They're changing the cars. They're changing the wings where you're able to, get closer right now there's a lot of drag a lot of dirty air that's when you're right. behind a car and it's just right. turbulent air causing to the yeah. in, to the car and it's hard to follow a car so what they're trying to do is make all the cars a little bit more like a little bit wider and, and down and also the wheels where they can follow a car closer so there's able to be overtake and there's a lot more energy in the racetrack happening and, and the cars are not so despaired you know like so you got cars that are super slow and you got cars that are so fast and so that, that's what they're trying to do they're trying to okay. equalize it and make it more jam-packed so last last thing last thing and I'll, and we got to leave this because uh yeah. i don't i don't want our, our listeners to be like oh my gosh this guy these people are just so stuck on formula one no listen listen last thing what's your uh what's your opinion on this max and hamilton drama right now 
I think, look. Because two weeks ago, I thought that car was going to land on top of Hamilton's head. Dude, it's hard racing. It's hard racing. Both of them don't want to pull out. What happened when when um Hamilton didn't want to, I think a Silverstone let him when, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. Hamilton closed the gap and pushed yeah. wide and caused a big old accident on Max. It was 51 G's of an accident. <laughs> nothing. It, it was nothing, look, nothing happened. If it would have, That's it. <laughs> but if it would have been an old an old car, man, that could have been super dangerous. But the problem is been. the cars are That's super it. safe thanks to the Fiat done some good things like the right, Halo. Right, right. I didn't like it personally at the beginning. But of course, it grows on it's you. It's so helpful, then, yeah. But man. then you, but then when you see it actually help somebody, it's like, oh, oh absolutely, a hundred percent, they nailed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They nailed it. You see it right off the bat, slow motion. You're like, Ooh, well, it, it, it definitely, it definitely helped Hamilton in that in Big the time. accident, you know. But yeah, look, absolutely. they what I don't like is that they didn't pan, punish Hamilton with the three grid penalty for the next race. Well, yeah, causing the collision. I want, I want God to but love then, me the way He loves Hamilton. I get it. That's my and then, and then, dude. And then over here, they, they do it to uh, Max. Max. And I was like, dude, it's just hard racing. It's just hard <laughs> racing. Both of them are not going to back out. You're not going to be able to stop this. This is not the last time. I'll be surprised no, if they don't. There's like eight it's races not. left. I don't, if they don't collide again, like there's going to be something. It's going to be some bump and grind here and there. Those guys are after each other, man. They're, they're dude, incredibly the race, after the, each other. The title race is so close. It is. It is. It's a battle towards the championships. I, believe. I think they favor the wording. They, yeah, they definitely favor Hamilton and Mercedes way more. They're more lenient on them than which anybody is interesting, else, which is interesting because over the years it was Ferrari, right? Well, Ferrari has Ferrari. the majority of the well, the, the thing is, Ferrari has a majority of the votes. They have a senior. They have a senior citizen vote in a way because they've been it's, the oldest in the sports. Yeah. They get more money. And yeah. there's, but if Ferrari wasn't in the scene, and they don't even qualify. <laughs> well, right now they, their car is not that great, but they're making strides <laughs> to come back. Anyway, you gotta remember so, they look. There's been dominant. It used to be Mercedes. It yes, used to be Ferrari. Yes, then it yes. was Red Bull, and then Mer- they changed some rules. Then it became Mercedes, and the hybrid error has yeah, been yeah, all yeah, Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. In this new era, who knows? They could Mercedes Honda. could be a. Honda is on the way, guys. No, Honda's out of the way. Is <laughs> you mean you meant to say Volkswagen has a potential partnership? They do. They do. With they do, they do. Red Bull too. I wanted somebody their... to get excited about the VTEC kicking into Formula One, and the VTEC goes through, and all of a sudden he's a winner. Oh, the VTEC! <laughs> I think I think Volkswagen, if they're able to get that partnership with Red Bull, is going to be huge. Clean, because think about it, clean car. They own they own Bugatti, they own uh, like Lamborghini, Audi, Volkswagen, all these luxury Dude, brands there's and engines. Access Come to on. capital and people, bro. That when you say that, all that means is there's access to capital and there's access to people because there's capital, and you can get the best of the best, right? Because you don't know yeah. the drama between lead engineers going to another team from another. You don't hear about that unless they really make it an issue, right? And so well, I mean, we saw that. We saw that with one person, right? But it no, check this out. But that's from lead engineers and all that stuff. We, right, you can right. make NDAs, but you cannot take people's knowledge. The same no, thing with work. Not. You of cannot take not. people's knowledge. But here's the thing. No. It happened with Alex because he's going to Williams. William yeah. is a customer of Mercedes engines. Right, they right. supposedly did MDAs and all this other stuff um, 
for Albert because he holds a contract that Red Bull could bring him back to any of their teams in 2023. And potentially he could share information of what he learns about the Mercedes engine. So obviously Mercedes was, oh, we don't want them. But dude, you can't tell a customer like no, what no, they can do. And no, what, if no, they did it, that would have been damaging for the sport. Absolutely. Because that's the thing. It's like, as you have mentioned, that's an intellectual property that these individuals carry with them, right? They know the schematics. They know the specifications. They know their numbers into what needs to take place. And guess what? That creates more competition, right? That's the creative, exciting part well, about this competition. Last, last thing is they're bringing yeah. back an old guy from uh, McLaren yeah, that was a superstar yeah. that, that's going to come back to McLaren. So hope, the they're hoping that, that he's going to... I don't gonna, know how I feel yeah. about that. There's, there's all kinds of trying stuff. Trying to bring but, back the old ro- regime, right? Right? Well, it, you know, sometimes you need new innovation, I but guess. I think if they could bring I them guess. back to a winning team, who knows? Like, We'll see, um, if, it, we'll we'll see. see if the investment is worth it. I don't think yeah. so. I think they ran their time good luck playing Hamilton. Cause again, I go back to God loves Hamilton way more than you know, anyone else. And it's like to finish up, like uh, <laughs> I was listening to some articles and, you know, Sergio has been th- this key role is to help Max win the title mm-hmm. and help mm-hmm. Red Bull. And, you know, Chris Horner came out and said, he's a temp- uh, team principal that they designed a car that suits only uh, Max. And they understand that it was, it's their fault because Ricardo you know, you had Gasly, you had all these drivers mm-hmm, that are not mm-hmm. able. And now you got Sergio that's good on race day, but is not able to do it on qualifying. So they're hoping that their new car, they're able to do it more just to the to the driver and not just dedicated to one driver. Because now they see that they've actually hindered, uh, you know, hinder themselves. We'll see. I but, want them yeah, to we'll prove see. that to me. Prove it to me. If that's yeah, the case, too. prove it to me. Because ahead, I, feel like you're, I, I feel like I feel like you're you're pushing him out. I do. And then it's not because he's Mexican. Oh, no, no, no. They gave him a shot. I mean, but no, no, no. No, no, no. It's not. Everyone gets a chance. Because he's actually raced for, um, in a different division, he raced and they had super success. And he wants to see Sergio's success, but they say like, "Hey, maybe it is our car that we messed up." Oh, yeah, maybe, and, maybe. And, but but Sergio, <laughs> yeah, but Sergio has made you know he's he's done his job. I I believe so. He needs to get better in qualifying. But yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think because he's but bad. he's done. Yeah, but the car. And doesn't once he's help. stuck at the bottom, but but bro, once he's in the bottom, he's stuck on the bottom. It is hard for him to climb those numbers. Then well, Mercedes he can climb, except the, it, it, the, the problem is that when he gets to the McLarens, that's the problem. Yeah, he, he can't. Can climb, he can't. He can climb all these other ones, but if he the McLarens, yep. here, here's the thing: if the McLarens are stuck in six or seven place, he can't pass those. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, if yeah. the McLarens are higher up, like fourth or fifth, then he can he's, climb he's all the way to him. those. He's tailing. Yeah, he can yeah. climb all the way to yeah. six. But yeah. as soon as it gets to those guys, if he can't pass them, then it's over. And then ahead anyway, is you know dude, right ahead talk about of the McLa- dude, and right ahead of the McLarens are your Red Bulls, are your. Your Mercedes. Uh, I mean, your Mercedes. I mean, guys, listen. Anyway, so listen. So if you're a Formula One fan, hit us up. Let us know. Listen, Alex, your quote of the day comes from uh, uh, Dal- Don't <laughs> do a paragraph Barton. like I did. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a quote. That was a paragraph. I thought it was inspirational, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> no, it was inspirational, man. I'm just messing with you. But this one comes from Dolly Parton. Got to love Dolly Parton, man. Uh, she may not be uh, uh, some of uh, people's cup of tea, but listen, I love this quote, man. It says, if you don't like the road that you're walking, start paving another one. If you don't like, if you don't the, love the road that you're walking, start paving another one. My name's Carlos. This is Alex. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks, guys. Later. Later. Later.